let's take our copy of the Bible together and turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 12. We've been looking at some things about our God after spending so many weeks looking at things about our apostate age and generation that we live in. And we've been finding different things about the Lord that I believe He needs us, He wants us to concentrate on about His character. And I'm in Genesis chapter 12, a very important place in the Bible dispensationally for a lot of different reasons. But I'm going to dig down in just a little phrase out of this verse and then we'll go through the Bible and see some things about the Lord today. Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says in verse number 1, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. The Bible says in verse number one, now the Lord had said unto Abram. I want to preach to you this morning on the God who speaks. The God who speaks. We've looked at the God of good. We've looked at so many things already about our God. We've looked at the God of, of forgiveness. We've looked at, we saw last week, the God who confounds and I, I want to focus here on the God who speaks. The God who speaks. Now, it's very important for you to talk to God. We're going to speak about some of that tonight when we preach in the book of Jude on praying in the Holy Ghost. It's very important for you to talk to God. And men began calling out to the Lord and speaking to Him from very early in the book of Genesis, even after man left the garden, if you turn over to chapter 4 of the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 4, the Bible tells us in verse number 26, And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. What an important thing it is for people to be able to call out to God. Abraham, in our text in Genesis chapter 12, he calls upon the name of the Lord in Genesis 12 and verse 8, and he builds an, an altar unto the Lord and begins talking to God. And that's a very important thing to do. But God spoke to Abraham before Abraham spoke to God. And there's something to be said about that, but I'm going to save that more for this evening's message. The privilege that is ours of God to speak to us. Now there are those, the first thing I want to say about the God who speaks, there are many people that say He does not speak. That He is not speaking to us. Maybe you're even in here this morning and you don't even think God can speak to you. 
that He's not interested personally in your life. If you've been in church any length of time and have any type of open heart to the Lord, uh, you would probably be very well aware, unless your heart is so cold and callous and seared and dark, you know that God has spoken to you. And He continues to try to speak. But there are those that say God doesn't speak to anybody. I mean, God created the world and He doesn't talk to you. He's not really involved in your life. He's not trying to... To speak to you about the specific things. I mean, he's in heaven, he's the creator, but he's not really involved. As a matter of fact, would you go to Genesis 3? I've read this many times in a different light, which I think it should be, but I've never thought about what the devil said in Genesis 3 in this light. Genesis 3 verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said. You know, before the devil probably questioned what God said, he questioned if God said. God's not really talking to you, Eve. I mean, God's got plenty enough to do. Why Why would he be speaking to you? He's not really trying to be involved in your life, Eve. Is God really talking to you, Eve? Is God taking the time to speak? Yea, hath God said, is God really trying to communicate with us? I mean, he's so high and lofty. I mean, really, for God to talk to us would be about like you trying to talk to your dog. Now, some, maybe you got offended at that, but you shouldn't because really God's a lot higher in scale to us than we are to our animals. And how, God can't, how's God going to speak to us? Why would he even care? We, we have a multitude of people in our generation that think that God is totally removed from speaking to them personally. They would never think God would send them a personal message, that God would speak to them. Matter of fact, I think a lot of people go to church and they don't go they go to church for a lot of reasons, but they don't go to church to hear God speak to them. Have you thought about that? Maybe they go to church because they're religious. I'm out on that one. I don't go to church just to be religious. I, I do not go to church because it's just a habit. I certainly don't go to church to be seen of anyone else. I I want to go to church because God says in the midst of His church, He's going to be speaking. And I want to hear His voice. How many people don't darken a church door because they don't think in a million years God would ever speak to them even if they did go to church? That's for someone else or he, He wouldn't be interested in my life. Look at Hebrews chapter 1, great, great text. We've preached on it before many times. It's the proof that God is a speaking God. You say, well, I don't hear Him. Well, there's probably some reasons for that. I can't hear God speak to me. You know, while you're turning to Hebrews 1, let me give you a little simple personal illustration. There are some people in my life uh, or in my uh, sphere of, of, uh, of acquaintance that when they come in my presence, all they want to do is hear themselves speak. Anybody ever been in? I know nobody in church, but I'm talking about like somebody you work with, somebody that's not saved, maybe a family member. 
They just like to hear their, they like to hear their own voice. And so there's a matter of fact, I've witnessed to people and it is not a two way conversation. It is a one way conversation. It's not a person interested in listening. It's a person interested in talking. If people were more interested in listening, it really, maybe it would solve the questions they have in their hearts. Here's what I do. I don't know what you do. When somebody is in my acquaintance, in my presence, and I know all they want to do is talk and hear themselves talk, I don't say anything. Why would I speak to somebody that just wants to hear themselves speak? I'm not going to waste my time. Maybe, maybe we're not hearing God talk because we're doing all the talking. You ever try to talk to somebody that would just not shut up? You, don't, it's, 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 you can't get anywhere. You don't go get any, there is no communication because they won't, they won't be quiet long enough for you to say anything. Maybe the fact is not that God is not wanting to speak, but, but He's waiting His turn. And there's so many other voices. If it's not our own voice, it's the other voices that we're listening to. You, you, can't, have a, you can't have a three-way conversation at the same time. If, if you're listening and somebody else is talking to you constantly and you're hearing someone else's voice, it's going to be a hard thing to hear the voice of God if you're tuned in to somebody else's speech all the time. No, we have a speaking God. We have a God who speaks. We just have deaf ears or we have busy ears or busy tongues. Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says in verse number 1, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. I know he spoke, spoke to grandma and granddaddy and he spoke to mom and dad, but I don't really hear him speaking to me. He spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Verse number two, hath in these last days spoken unto who? Us. You know what? That's you. Us. Not them. He's speaking to us. Spoken unto us by His Son. Jesus Christ is trying to speak to, to, to humanity. He's doing it constantly. You would think people would listen to the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible says, Whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the world. He, he deserves everything because He's the heir of all things and He deserves our listening ear. He deserves our attention. I, I really think the Lord does not have much of our attention. Guys, you can be in church this morning and, and, and not be attentive. It's like, maybe, maybe if, if you're a home... How many of you ever did homeschool with video classes? Or you know what I'm talking about. Do you know you can put a child in front of a video uh, uh, class and their eyes can be there and their ears can be there and they cannot move and totally not hear one word that's being said. That's why you just can't walk out, walk away because just because they're there does not mean they're there. Right? Could I get a witness? Is that true? Just because somebody's in a classroom does not mean that they're there, that they're engaged. 
Just because you've opened your Bible doesn't mean that you're engaged. Just because you're sitting in a pew does not mean you're attentive. But God is trying to speak to us and He deserves our attention and He deserves our listening ear because He's the heir of all things and He's made the worlds. His voice spoke everything into existence. So that speaking voice of creation, when it speaks to my heart, I should stop everything and just listen. I would say probably most of the failures in your life and mine are because we have not listened to something God has told us. Not that He's not spoken, it's that we did not listen. Maybe we didn't even hear it. Or maybe we heard it and did nothing with it. We have a God who speaks, hath in these last days spoken unto us by His Son. We listen to others. Why, why don't humanity does not listen to God? So many times, saved people do not listen to the Lord. And the Bible tells us in this apostate generation, which we're studying in the book of Jude, that we must remember the words which were spoken. That is a thrust. Of the message of these last days, you have got to listen when God speaks to you. I wonder how many people have already made up their minds not to listen to God. And when you listen to God, you you can't have any parameters for Him. In other words, if you only want to hear a certain kind of message, then he's not going to speak to you because he's not playing by your rules. He's not playing by my rules. We've got to be willing to listen to whatever he says. The God who speaks, even while others refute the idea that he's trying to do so. The second thing I want to go back to Genesis, please. Look in chapter 4. God speaks while people say that he's not speaking. God speaks when people don't deserve to hear Him speak. Now, I would say this. If God only spoke to people that deserve to hear Him speak, He would only be having a conversation with Himself. By the way, you do know God has conversations with Himself. Matter of fact, we saw that last Sunday. Were you here? In Genesis chapter 11, the Lord came down. He looked at that Tower of Babel. And the Lord said, (laughs) who's He talking to? Talking to Himself. Let us. Make man and let us go down. He also said, let us make man our own. God talks to himself. He probably does a lot of times because he's the only one to listen to him. If God only spoke to people that deserve to hear, he would just speak to himself. But he does not. In Genesis chapter 4, I'm not going to get into all the story, but I'll just point out some things. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said, do you see that? The Lord said unto Cain. Now, wait a minute. Did Cain deserve God to speak to him? He just got through bringing something to God that God did not want, that God did not ask for, that I believe that he knew better than to bring to God. He had sin in his heart and sin in his life. God even told him that, that sin lies at your door, Cain. But God is speaking to Cain when Cain does not deserve God to be speaking to him. And it gets, it gets even worse. 
So the Bible said in verse 8, And Cain talked with Abel his brother. He's not talking to God. He's talking to his brother. And the Bible said in verse number 8, That Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Look at verse number 9. And the Lord said unto Cain. The Lord is, go- is continuing to speak to Cain even though he's a murderer. Even though he brought something that he knew God did not desire. When his blo- brother's blood's crying out to the ground, when his heart is filled with, with evil and, and hatred and anger, God is still speaking to Cain. I'm telling you what an amazing God that we have that's even willing to speak to murderers and willing to speak to people that that are so filled with evil and transgression, but He's still trying to talk to them. I don't know where you are, but I tell you what, you've not done too much for God not to want to talk to you. That's not the problem. He talks to people all the time that don't deserve to hear His voice. Even verse 15, when, when the story keeps going on. Look, look God keeps, talk, keeps talking to Cain. Verse 15, and the Lord said unto him. This whole conversation continues on and on. Though Cain deserved nothing from God. I guarantee you, if, if, if someone had killed somebody in your family, you wouldn't want to talk to them. If somebody did that... To your creation, you wouldn't want to talk to them. No, God doesn't just talk to people that deserve it. He, he speaks to people that do not deserve it. In chapter 20 of Genesis, we won't turn there. He speaks to a, a heathen king by the name of Abimelech. He comes to him and he says to him, begins to speak to him. He doesn't. Abimelech is, from all indication, a worshiper of God. But God's talking to them. How about one of the most wicked men in the Bible that really types the Antichrist? How about Nebuchadnezzar? How much did God say to Nebuchadnezzar? (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar didn't deserve to get any messages from God. Oh, if we would be humble enough to see that really most of the time when God speaks to us, it is just a miracle of His grace and mercy that He wants to talk to us. Jesus Christ spoke to those scribes and Pharisees that wanted to kill Him. He even talked to the high priest that seemingly had his life in his hands and was delivering him to death. And yet Jesus even spoke to the high priest. When he was before Pilate, wicked Pilate, if there ever would have been a time you'd think the Lord Jesus would just close his mouth, he wouldn't have said a word to Pilate, but he did. He spoke. Pilate didn't deserve to hear him speak, but he spoke to Pilate. We have a God that speaks when others say he's not. We have a God that speaks when people don't deserve it. Then we have a God that speaks even when he knows they're not listening. Look at chapter 12 again where we started this morning. Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1. Now the Lord, what's that phrase? 
What, what is the tense of it? Verse 1. Now the Lord had said. Is that past tense? In other words, back in chapter 11, the Lord had talked to Abram, but he, he didn't listen. And yet he continues to speak to him. Thank God that he is willing to continue to speak to we who don't listen to him. The Lord had said unto Abram, why didn't you listen, Abraham? Matter of fact, God said so many things to Abraham that he didn't listen to. God speaks to Abraham in chapter 15. God speaks to Abraham in chapter 17. And so many times Abraham is really not listening to him, but he continues to talk to him. Sometimes he believes what he says. Sometimes he laughs at what God says. Sometimes he's in total disbelief at what God says. I'll tell you who Abraham did listen to, though. Snuggled between... God talking to Abraham in chapter 15 and God talking to Abraham in chapter 17. In chapter 16, somebody else talks to Abraham. And he listens. But it ain't God talking to him. It's Sarai's wife and she tells him to go take her handmaid. Why, why couldn't Abraham remember what God had said to him? God had already promised him a seed. Evidently, he's not listening because he believes he's got to take matters into his own hands. And he can't trust what God said. He's got to listen to what his wife is saying instead of what God is saying to him. And oh, what a mess humanity has been in ever since because somebody didn't listen to God. They listened to somebody else. And the... Israelis and the Arabs are still fighting and it's still a plague in society because Abram was not listening to God. He's listening to somebody else. How about Adam and Eve? They, they sure listened well, didn't they? No, they didn't listen to God. And yet even after they sinned, what do we find? God's calling out to them. Adam! I'm telling you, God speaks to people that don't listen. What a wonderful God. What a merciful, gracious God. You know, the great thing is, you can be sitting right here and you've not listened to God, amen, for a month of Sundays. But if you'll tune in this morning, He'll try to speak to you again. Because He speaks to people that don't listen to Him. How many sinners does He continue to talk to that Try to bring them to his salvation. Aren't you glad God just doesn't give the gospel to people just once so many times? He, he continues to speak to them. Maybe you've heard the gospel over and over again and you've not responded to it yet and you've not listened to him that you need to repent and you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus instead of yourself. And maybe you haven't listened yet, but you know what? God's still trying to speak to you today. Why don't you listen today? He speaks to people that don't listen to him. Look at Hebrews chapter 25. On your way there, let, let's make a little pit stop. Grab Ezekiel chapter 2. Ezekiel chapter 2 on the way to Hebrews chapter 12. Hmm. 
I, I'm not like the Lord. I, I'm not like I should be. I, I want to be, but I'm not. I, I have a tendency, if people will not listen to me, I have a tendency just not to speak anymore. I mean, what's, what's the use? Anybody understand where I'm at? Why, why would I continually continue to talk to somebody that's not listening to me? What patience, what long-suffering that would take, and yet that's God. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 2, watch this, he tells his prophet to be like he is. The Bible says in verse number 3 of Ezekiel chapter 2, He said unto me, Son of man, I, I send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that hath rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even to this very day, for they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto... Well, here's a question. Well, why are you sending him to be a bunch of people that are stiff-hearted and impudent? Because God speaks to people that won't even listen to Him. Verse number 4. For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. I do send thee unto them. (laughs) And thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the the Lord God. I I want you to speak to them, and I want you to speak to them my word, though they're stiff-hearted. Verse 5. And they, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are rebellious. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think God doesn't know how they're going to respond? Well, what's the use of him sending the prophet if they're so rebellious? Verse 7, Thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are most rebellious. Oh, if I just preached to people that listen to me, amen, I'd have to check out a long time ago. (laughs) See, I have to do like the Lord. The Lord speaks to people who don't listen, so preachers have to speak to people that don't listen. And parents have to speak to children that won't listen. We have to be like the Lord. The Bible says he sends them. Verse number 10. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. In other words, they're not going to listen, but you listen. Verse 11. And go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them. Verse number 5 of chapter 3. Look, verse 4. Ezekiel 3, verse 4. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get thee into the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened to thee. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. And so this is what I say. Why are we going through this exercise, God? God told his prophet Ezekiel to go preach to a bunch of people. And he told him before he went that they're not going to listen to a word he says. What's the use? The same use for a parent trying to reach a child that will not listen. Because the important thing is that God is still speaking. The important thing is the Word of God is still being delivered. 
Jesus preached to a lot of people that never listened. But he preached nonetheless. He knew what was in the heart of man, and yet he still spoke to them. Ezekiel, go preach to them. They're not going to listen to the words you say. But I'm still going to speak, speak to those that will not listen. And you better thank God for that. That God didn't just throw his hands up and say, what's the use? How many times have we met together and the good spirit of God has tried to speak to our hearts and we've not listened and we've not responded and we've not bowed the knee and we've not confessed the sin and we've not gotten right with God and we walked out just like we came in and yet we come in the next time and God is still speaking and we say no again and we walk out and we come back in and God is still speaking. Thank God we have a God who speaks and it's not based upon whether or not I'm going to listen. It's based upon His character and His goodness to continue to reach out to us with His Word. Hebrews chapter 12 is where we're trying to get to from Ezekiel. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm not saying just because people don't listen, there's not a consequence for that. There's a great consequence for that. You live in a generation where, where preaching is not listened to, and it's not people aren't open to the voice of God. And, and, and we in our own witnessing, guys, we've got to learn the character of God in this. If we only go and talk to people about the gospel who are interested, then, then we have failed to get the heart of God because He doesn't even do that with us. Do I need to say that again? You, you know why we don't talk more for God to our relatives and to our neighbors and to our friends? is because they don't listen. And so we don't want to talk to people that don't listen to us. Why should I knock on another door? I've done this, and we've gone through this drill, and we go to the door, and it's just it's going to be closed, and this went over and over, and nobody cares, preacher. And what's the use? Because God doesn't quit on you. And you never know when that person that hasn't listened a thousand times will all of a sudden perk up their ears and say, I'm ready to hear just like you and just like me. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 22. Hebrews 12, 22, But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Watch verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, how much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven? If I could get your mind's eye to focus on on this tense of these words it says he he speaketh from heaven that is present that means god two times he speaketh we have a god that's speaking right now 
He's speaking from heaven. He says, you better not refuse Him. There's a consequence for refusing Him. There's, there's bad news ahead if you refuse Him. Yes, He'll continue to talk, but you're going to have to live with the results of refusing the one that's trying to speak to you. Don't refuse God. Whatever He says, just say yes. He that speaketh from heaven. What's He saying? Look at verse 24. Because the word speaketh is three times. Once in 24, twice in 25. Verse 24. To the blood, to Jesus, the meteor of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. You know what's trying to speak to people? The blood is trying to speak to people. Now that's a strange thing. You said, preacher, blood doesn't talk. Oh, contraire. You said, blood can't talk. Don't have a mouth. Hmm. You remember when God Almighty came to Cain and said, where is your brother? You know what he says? His blood crieth unto me from the ground. Is that what it says? Didn't say he cried, it said his blood. The blood of Abel was speaking to God. You say, I don't understand that. You don't have to, you just have to believe it. The blood of Abel in the ground was speaking up to God from heaven. Watch this. The blood, Abel's blood in the ground had a voice that went all the way up to heaven to God. And the Bible says Jesus' blood has a better voice than Abel's blood. And it's speaking. His blood is speaking. And it's not the blood of the ground going up to heaven. It's the blood from heaven coming down to the ground. Coming where we are. You know what the blood of Abel was saying to God? Guilty. Vengeance. Injustice. Right? Murder. Destruction. Oh God, avenge me. But the blood of Jesus has a better message. And it's speaking today. And it's not crying for vengeance because our sins nailed Him to the cross. And it's not crying that that we're just guilty. It's crying the message of salvation. It's crying forgiveness because the blood of Jesus Christ, God, Son, cleanses us from all sin. It's crying out cleansing, forgiveness. Now, Now, wait, 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 wait. That means the blood speaking to us. To the, to the blood, to the blood that speaketh. Is that in the Bible? Say, is that in the Bible? To the blood that speaketh. That means up in heaven, that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that He put up there on the mercy seat is calling out to you and speaking to you. Say, what is God trying to tell me? He's trying to tell you to come to the blood. Look, look at our text again. Look at verse 22. We start reading but ye are come. Do you see that word? Ye are come. Do you see that word? Ye are coming to Mount Zion. You say, well, I don't, I don't see Mount Zion. Well, that, that's where, that's where you, you've come to. 
Under the city of, of the living God. Well, I don't know that I'm there. Well, you know, if you're saved, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. You're already come there. To an innumerable, uh, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. You say, well, I don't see the angels. Well, brother, that don't mean they're not there. The angels of God campeth round about them that fear Him. You've come to angels. You've come to the city of God. You've come, verse 23, to the general assembly and to the church. You've come to the church. Which are written in heaven. And to God. You've come to God, the judge of all. And to the spirits of just men make perfect. Verse 24, and to Jesus. Now keep following. You've come to Jesus. Anybody ever got saved? Came to Jesus. Amen. Watch it, watch it. You're come to Jesus, the mediator of the new, te- new covenant, and to the blood. Do you see that? You've come to the blood. You know the blood speaking to you? What's it telling you to do? Come to the blood. From heaven, God speaks in prayer. I don't think God's speaking to me. Yeah, he's, the, the blood of Jesus is speaking from heaven right now. Telling us to come to the blood. Bring all your sins. You know what we do? We say, no, I don't think I'll come to the blood. I think I'll hold on to mine. And the blood says, come! Oh, it's just not the sinner friends, the lost people that don't come to Jesus Christ and don't come to the blood to be saved. It's also saved people that sit in the building and they're laden with sins and they've got iniquities and the blood speaking to them saying, Come! Come to the blood! He speaks to us, you see. Got anything you need to confess? What does that blood say? I'll tell you what it says. It says, Repent. God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. It says, come. Jesus said, come unto me. The Spirit and the bride say, come. And whoever is a thirst, let him come. Take of the water. The blood. God is calling out to man to come. The blood saying, come. Why are you going to sit there with all that rottenness in your soul? Come to the blood. just wish the Lord would speak to me and give me direction for my life. He's trying to speak to you and the thing you need to hear before you hear anything else is you need to get yourself to the blood. Because whatever's wrong with us, if we can get it to the blood, it'll wash it away. But people don't listen. But the blood still calls. blood still says come. I'm going to give you this and I close. We have a God who speaks though others say he's not speaking. We have a God who speaks to those who do not deserve him to speak to them. We have a God who continually speaks to those who will not listen. And then lastly would you go to Genesis chapter 16. I'll go right to the second example. On this point I had another one. God speaks to the people that are at the end of their rope. God speaks to people that are at the end of their rope. My first example was going to be how God spake to Noah and his sons, and they're at the end of their rope. 
seemed to be no hope for humanity, and yet God speaks to Noah. And God, they get off the ark, and there's nobody there. <laughs> I'd say you got off the ark, amen, and all you have is a certain number of animals with you. You're, you're pretty much in it. And God speaks to Noah again, speaks to his sons. They didn't have anywhere else to turn. What do we do now? In Genesis chapter 16, the Bible says, verse number 6, But Abram said unto Sarah, Sarah, I behold thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when she, Sarah dealt hardly with her. I don't think really we can enter into all that happened right there in that little phrase. She fled from her face. You know the story. I've already prefaced it this morning. Sarah says to Abram, take my handmaid, go in unto her and have a child, and the child will be mine. And that occurred. And, and Hagar, this, this woman, she did nothing wrong. She was the innocent party. She was preyed upon. She was put in a situation that she did not ask for. And all, everything is bearing down on her and it was of their own making and now they're blaming her. Verse number 8. Excuse me, verse 7. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness. By the fountain in the way to Shear. So she's, she's with child. She's with Abram's child and she's been run out of town and she's all alone and she doesn't have anything. She's out in the wilderness. There's not too much out there to help you. Verse 8, and he said, Hagar. God talked to her by name. Sarai's maid, whence camest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord, and I'd say, that would make no sense, would it? That's what God said to her. Ten, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And, and the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shalt bear a son, and shalt call his name Ishmael, because the Lord hath heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man. His head, Luke verse 12, uh, 13. And she called the name of the Lord that spake unto her, Thou God seest me. I was here, I was at the end of my rope, but God, you saw me and you spoke to me. I'm an Egyptian. But I'm at the end of my rope and I don't know what to do. And God invaded her darkness and said, Sarah, said, Hagar, listen to me. Though Sarah mistreated you, I want you to go back. It doesn't make any sense, but I want you to go back and submit yourself. Later on, don't have time to go to it. When that child was born and it grew, she and her child were kicked out of the house. And she took the little boy. And all all Abraham gave her was just a little cruise of water, a little bottle of water. Anybody see the mistreatment? She takes her cruise of water and her little boy, and she sits under a tree. And she gives him the water, and there's no more water, and she sits down there to die. And she puts the boy away. I don't, I don't want to see my boy die. You know what God did? God spake to her again. What I'm trying to tell you is 
even when you're at the end of your rope, God's trying to talk to you. Don't turn him away and don't shut him off and don't have predetermined thoughts about your life when you're at the end of the rope. If you'll just listen to God, you can hear him like Hagar because we have a God who speaks.